Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome to old school. <laughs> oh, man. This is so much good stuff. What's up, everybody? Um, <laughs> I'll, we'll bring them into the, into the chuckle fest. Um, again, you guys know how to handle this. 402-464-5685. 402-464-5685. If you want to text in to the Sardar Hammond text line or call in to the Honda Lincoln hotline, you have permission to do so. Um, again, if I'm running the board, you you got to say, hey, what's up, DP? Otherwise, I won't take – like, we'll hang up on the call if you don't say, what's up, DP? <laughs> and on the text line, if you want it read, just say, what's up, DP? Because it lets me know that you're actually connected to it. You're not just spewing off. You're actually loading in. Um, nice, nice, nice evening of Sports Talk Radio for you. The lineup is as follows. Buckle in. Thirsty Thursdays, Kevin Meyer from Meyer Cork and Bottle at 4.30. Fairfax Football Academy's Barry Thompson at 5 o'clock. Jay Foreman by phone at 5.30. Uh, Nick Karaoke at 4.45. And you and the listeners will have a chance to call in and win 50 bucks from Upside Bar Lounge if they want to sing. Pretty cool. 6 o'clock. What's the buzz? Husker Basketball uh, Director of Player Development, Buzzy Carruthers. Who did the uh, the color last night on the on the broadcast for basketball? Uh, he had a pretty cool call last night. We'll get to that and run that a little bit, but he will go from six to eight o'clock, and his guest in the second hour will be Mister Five Star, the baby faced assassin, Bryce McGowan's. We'll join him, and then at eight o'clock, and from eight until nine o'clock, the truth with C.J. Wilcher, who ended up starting last night, and Kobe Webster. And I'm sure they'll have a guest with them. So stay tuned tonight. Plenty to, to, to plenty going on, plenty to talk about. Want to hear about the scrimmage exhibition game last night. Um, that'll be a good way to do it, and you can share your thoughts with um, the folks that are actually in the program, that are in the program. Um, Bubba asked a question. If I can't see it clean enough, to see if it's authentic, I would have to see what's on the back. Uh, I would kind of say no, though, just from the padding is what I would say. I would say no to the padding. Um, but I don't know what year that was because so you, you're matching. The shell doesn't match the padding, I think, is the way I want to say that. The shell doesn't match the padding, but that's just me. That's just me. Don't take my word for it. Go uh, take it to a shop and ask the experts. Um, but I would say no. Um, again, I, I last night's exhibition game was about what you would expect it to be. Right? right? Simple. 
it was what it <laughs> it's what it was expect that's what exhibitions are for it's a change up and face different people different systems different sets different paces um, exhibitions work at a different speed than practice scrimmages um, and those are necessary having officials uh, monitor the game from 94 feet um, provides a little bit of different perspective uh, things that you can get away with in a closed practice environment as far as defense offensive you know, steps you take uh, spacing timing those sorts of things uh, yeah yeah that's what that's what that's for like that more than than measuring other things you're measuring how you respond to a different set of rules and pace and speed so you know that's that's how we're going to get that get down with that that's what what you would expect and somebody said earlier that they thought that Bryce McGowan's didn't show effort last night no I thought he showed maturity and not trying to force things I mean knowing who you are I mean that young man knows how he plays he knows um what's required of him and what's needed. Um, but there is some maturity in not coming in and trying to show off and take over. Um, that wasn't what was required in that exhibition. So uh, I have zero issue with Bryce McGowan uh, last night. You, you want him to shoot better than two for eight, but you know, there'll be nights where he goes, you know, seven for eight. So there's that. You take, you take both um, when you're talking about shooters. The same can be said for the rest of the shooters. They ended up shooting at 50%. That's a pretty good clip for, for three-point. And then 60-plus from the field. And, yeah, you're being defended differently, and there you know there were no size monsters out there to clog the middle. But I think with the, the shots that they got last night would also play in the Big, in, in, in the Big Ten Conference uh, in season games. So a different level of shot blocker. I mean, there were, you know, you'll have actual seven-foot shot blockers out there in athletic, and you'll have greater length on, on, this, on the wings of the floor. But, you know, that's how that works. That's how that works. Um, up and down the roster, I mean, again, we saw from Brian back what we thought we were going to see. I mean, he's, he's the new fundamental. He, he's in the right place, right time. He defends the right place, communicates with a high IQ in, in, in that space. Um, yeah, if he gets in a banging contest down in the box in the Big Ten, that's not one he's going to win, but he's also going to be an advantage on the offensive end against the Frankensteins of the Big Ten Conference. But that's what you want to do. Derek Walker looked—he looked refreshed. He looked new. He looked um, pumped up. He looked like he was. Look, he was an offensive factor. I mean, the pick and roll with with Walker and Verge last night was high level, high level. And there are other things that they can do off of what they did, did last night, which all feed into this offense, um, and makes the shooters better on the perimeter. I love the patience of Trey McGowan's. I, I don't think you want to get into a habit of having Big Ten nights where Trey McGowan's only shoots one shot, but um, you could fix that too. Uh, additional players to the game and new players to the roster. C.J. Wilter started last night. Um, and to watch his movement and his energy, I mean, the dude plays with fire and he's got, you know, he's got a little vinegar in him and look good watching him attack people, whether it was offensively or defensively, looking for a chance to make a play. Uh, Keon Edwards was better than build. We thought of him as, as an athletic, kind of a Sean Marion 
athletic freak, but then you realize, oh, whoops, he, the guy can shoot. The guy's like he's sniper level good from three. I mean, I think he went three for three from three last night. So add that to the to the recipe of, of good things. Um, surprisingly, I mean, Eduardo Andre late into the game, but gave you ten points and six rebounds in eight minutes. Like, okay, sir, <laughs> Mister Andre. I don't care who you do that against. Um, that's impressive. And they will need him, and they will use him in the Big Ten Conference. He's already been through it. He's already been through it, and he's better than he was a year ago, which is kind of how you want to measure it. Last year, Trevor Leakes, Trevor Lakes, uh, Eduardo Andre, Kobe Webster all got substantial minutes, key minutes, in the Big Ten Conference last year, and it didn't get a great result. But this, like, based on last night, I mean, you've got other weapons in the artillery. You've got more, more ammo on the wall than you had a year ago. It'll be tougher for this team to get into long droughts, uh, scoring droughts, because you've got, got you've got guys who can break things down and can get into the paint and kick out to three point shooters who. On 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 half the Big Ten nights are gonna gonna shoot that pretty well, and how the half nights they'll, they'll struggle. But now they have guys who can get in the paint and create shots within that space. Like you're actually attacking bigs rather than trying to stay away from them. Casey Tamanaga is what what he was what what we hoped he would be. Like he's he's not just a Big Ten shooter; he's a Big Ten player. Like I don't want to talk about. Tamanaga is just a shooter. He's a Big Ten player. Ridiculous defensive IQ. Like, knows where to be, right? He fights through screens, identifies screens, uh, plays the passing lane, um, tough against the dribble. Uh, yeah, I mean, there'll be some some nights in the Big Ten, just like everybody else, where an elite Big Ten guard, you know, takes him to work. But that's everybody. That's not limited to, to, to Kasey. That, that, that's everybody. But he's an elite-level shooter, and look, he – this roster has a large number of players who can change the energy at Pinnacle Bank Arena, can change the momentum at Pinnacle Bank Arena, can change the way Big Ten defenses defend, right? That you now – I mean – Look, we understand that the Big Ten, for what it does, I mean, this is a meat grinder of a conference. But because of that, meat teams that have been grinded up show up at PBA. And they may not – look, you come to PBA with a bad set of legs uh, and some and, and, and some, some, some injuries, or you have a bad night shooting, uh, guess what? You'll be in the wrong place. PBA will make you pay. There are a lot of legs on this team. I mean, think about it. You could, they could legitimately line up and have, you know, fifteen players who can make plays for them in the Big Ten Conference. And they, none of them, they don't have to like. They don't all have to dominate. You don't need fifteen players to dominate the Big Ten Conference. You need fifteen p- players who will contribute. That's the depth of the team. Is that you have contributors at at at. at 12 offensive contributors at at nine of the 15 top positions on on the roster you have defensive contributors at 10 of the 15 and then you have combinations that you can put together from that now yes they're going to have to battle in the paint 
they're going to have to battle. But this year, look, when you can think of putting three wings together who can who can who can carry you through offensive stretches and put two bigs on the floor at the same time, that's not a thing you had a year ago or two years ago. Yeah. Hey, DP, uh, how was the free throw shooting last night? I never got a chance. 78%, I believe. Yeah. And I think this, I think Derek Walker missed too. I think everybody else pretty much handled their business. Uh, Bubba says, thanks, DP, for your opinion. I'm excited about with what I saw last night at uh, men's basketball. My hot take this is year we finally end the only Power 5 school not to win an NCAA tournament game. I'm I'm with you in that because having seen where they were a year ago, two years ago, uh, and comparing it to now, and then coming off a COVID year, that they have added talent, athletic talent, and basketball IQ, and length, because they could run a bunch of guys out there at six, 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 seven, six, eight, who who. Can, can stretch across the length of the floor and get work done. Especially defensively. Like they're look, if a team comes in in the Big Ten conference and shoots the lights out of PBA, that's gonna happen several nights. Now on nights Nebraska will, will shoot with them and some nights they won't. But this year's group has the ability and has talent. They they can actually put the ball on the floor and go get work. You know? Brett says, what's up, DP? Is Thor still playing? No, not here. Yeah, not here. Uh, well, I'll ask Nick to get a get an update on what Thor is doing now. Uh, see what Thor is doing, wherever he is. I'm pretty sure there are folks that know. Maybe we'll ask uh, Buzzy Carruthers at 6. We'll ask him what, what's going on there. Um, I do want to read this uh, because, again, I, I you guys know I'll be honest with you. Uh, Tyler in the Highlands says this, and I, you guys feel free to respond to it. But he says, DP, too much local radio. Bring back Dan Patrick and end local at 5 p.m. <laughs> Did you? Tyler, have you met me? <laughs> Why would I want to give Husker fans less local radio? Text text line. I, I I'll allow you guys to address that. <laughs> um, and then you you guys have also learned that I'm kind of resistant to that sort of thing. So when you tell me that you want less local programming, I'd be more inclined to give you more, <laughs> just because, just because. And besides the fact that you didn't say what's up, DP. <laughs> you didn't say what's up, DP. Gene and Lincoln says that's the worst take I have ever heard I'm with you Gene I don't understand I don't understand (laughs) I don't understand (laughs) Sandman says end it local at 5 that guy's drinking his own bath water I'm with you man I I don't understand what that was (laughs) Adam says I think Tyler definitely lives in the highlands yeah I (laughs) What's up, DP? That dude might have just had a medical episode. <laughs> that's a great text, Josh. Josh from Dorchester, that's amazing. Dusty says, what's up, DP? I love y'all went local all day. That guy has got to be from Iowa. <laughs> or or 
a lo- another local station <laughs> who hates that we give more local radio. And we're going to do more because now you got state playoffs coming, right? So we'll give, we'll give you high school football. Uh, ba- high school basketball is around the corner. I'm not that far away from, from trying to convince m- myself, Connor, and Nick to do high school uh, baseball play-by-play. Like, I think all of that's a play. Look, we want to do more. We don't want to do less. My target is with if, if if the finances meet and we get sponsors, we get you know support for it, we'll go until midnight. That's going to be the move. Yeah. And folks know how to find Dan Patrick. You're right, Faisal. If, they, if that's what they want to do, Squeak says Duke must be an Iowa fan. Yep, I. I <laughs> Nebraska basketball fan says, "What's good, DP? Love all the program, but I don't believe the basketball team was too." Far off last year. They just didn't have enough depth, which year they have more depth and more talent. Yeah, this is the most athletic team um, that I've seen recently. And they will be able to make plays that this team and this program hadn't been able to make in the last couple of years. I mean, look, just from the eye test alone, this roster looks more like a Big Ten roster than any of the previous three. And and that's a statement of truth. You've got more scoutable players. You've got more talented players who have a skill set that, could, that they could use beyond this. And you will have more poor scouts at Nebraska games this year than you have since Roby. Pro scouts are paying attention to the talent. Right? Daryl, that's text of the day, bro. Daryl, tell you what. He says, what's up, DP? We have our DP. We don't need the other one. Man, go ahead with your bad self. Go ahead with your bad self. And I was DP long before Dan Patrick, so and I've told him this to his face, so <laughs> don't care. Uh, play-by-play uh, state football and basketball tournament coverage would be bad. Like we did – I think we had some great calls for, for Class B and Class A last year. Um, and, again, we'll have more people involved. So – We'll give you that basketball coverage. We'll give I, you know, we, uh, the state tournament coverage starts this week, starts Friday. Um, and then, yeah, I think the idea would be that we, we dive into baseball, softball. Like, I'm cool with covering sports, right? Like, that's what we're going to do. Like, that, that's how I kind of want – how I see this going forward is that we give access – to the, the coaches and players. And I can tell you, and let, let me let me let me go on a little rant here. Okay, let me let me let me get let me get let me get let me let me get situated and get my back straight because uh, so Ross says this. He goes, I've heard more from the basketball, volleyball, and baseball programs this year than in the past ten years combined. I hope opportunities with other programs continue to grow like this. Good work, DP. So let me say this and I I'll, I'll keep repeating this on a regular basis. If you know people who are in the programs, send them to us. If you have a favorite sport or a favorite player that we don't talk about, tell us. Tell us. And tell them to let whoever they need to know, let know within the program, let them know. And come on aboard. Like if you want us to talk golf, okay, cool. We'll give it, we'll give it time. Cross country, track and field. Track and field is amazing here. 
I'm still waiting for the soccer program to just open its gates to us and let us in. Because I we want again, there's some very cool people in the programs. There's some really good student athletes in those programs. And Nick, I will challenge you to say this. You are in that space. So now you will be given a pass to go and recruit and get people into this thing. You're there in that space. I've reached out directly to Trev Alberts and said, listen, tell us what we need to do. I've reached out to the program heads. There are some folks, right, who have access and then just are afraid that we're, we're giving them too much access. Well, that's silly. Wrestling, I'm just telling you, last night we talked to Mark Manning, and he knows that he has a pass to come on and have a weekly show on this station and bring the wrestlers. Like, I can't – like, let's do it. Let's do it. Women's basketball, gymnastics, let's go. I mean, these are great folks. So we're, we're going down that lane. And these are programs that don't get attention within the big circle. And I understand we we keep hands off, you know, Scott Frost and, and Hoiberg and Bolt. Like, okay, I get it. I get it. I leave Amy Williams alone. I don't bother John Cook. Like, I'm following. I leave Rhonda alone. But the rule was, and this is how I work, tell me the rules that everybody's going to work on, work by. Tell me the rules that everybody's going to work by. And then I will make those rules work for me. So when I was told that when I got here, in a pandemic, brand new, I figured out that if I reach out to the players myself and to the assistant coaches and give them access and let them be stars, let the light shine on them a little bit. Like they deserve it. You know, that's how you find – look, you, you, that's how Lance – Lance Harvell needs to be heard and seen, man. Are you kidding me? Guy's amazing. Buzzy Carruthers, how – like – Look, we can go up and down that roster. Mayus. Like, these are – there's so many really good people in these programs. I had such – I was so moved by Heather Brink yesterday because she – look, she sounds like a coach that I would want to play for. Like, she cares about her young ladies. So we want to tell those stories. And we want them to know that they have a place to do that. So, Ted – Shoot Mark Manning a message. Tell him you want to hear from him. Guess what? He would love to hear it. Yeah. Uh, what's up, DP? Is it possible for you guys to be live down in the rail yard on a game day? We are at Tipsy Tina's every home game day for two and a half hours before tip. Stop by. Basketball, working on it. Baseball, working on it. Tell us where, the places we need to go. There, 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 there are restaurants and places near Haymarket Park that would be really good location for us, right? And for basketball, I don't know, there's a one-name bar that you might want to call and say, hey, why don't you have the ticket down on game day for basketball? The bar only has one name. It's been around a very long time. <laughs> you might want to call. Right? Uh, Ted says, I don't know anybody, but we really should get the national champion bowling team some, some airtime. We did last year. We we had we had the uh the assist, we had Shannon uh Pulhowski on uh several times last year as they made their national championship run, and then we had her immediately following uh the championship. Cubs here. What's up, uh, what's up, DP? Did you say high school baseball? That'd be awesome. Also, what about the band? 
we hyped the band. We hyped the band. The band, especially the alumni band. The alumni band is money. But the current band, get them to us. Get them to us. And, yes, high school baseball. Look, we've got a, we've got a, a building f- just filled with guys who love baseball and who love to call baseball. But, again, and our thing is once the community tells us what they want us to cover, as long as they cover our cost on it, we're in. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I got to fight my wife on, you know, how many things we can do. And her rule is simple. Pay for it first. <laughs> so that's what we're working on. All right. Simple deal. We'll throw it to break. It is Thirsty Thursday. It is time. Let's bring in the man, the myth, the legend, Kevin Meyer from Meyer Cork and Bottle. We'll do that when we come back to Old School. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 